Welcome to the Zen Within. So I thought I'd start with our first episode telling you guys about a conversation I had with my mom the other day. So we were talking about a couple of the books I've been reading, and they've been on very diverse topics. One was on the idea of no self or non-self and how to kind of come to terms with that, how to figure out what that is. The other was a book on discovering your personality type, which I thought was kind of funny and ironic, given the two opposing views that they were taking, that they were both a, of Buddhist perspective and ideology, which to me was, was humorous, and I was sharing that with my mother, and God bless them, my family, I've been studying Buddhism for over 10 years now, and they still have a hard time with some of the ideas and concepts, and I, I get it, right? Coming from a Christian point of view and not studying this themselves, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around the idea of, of no self, right? Because the, the question that I get all the time from her is, well, of course I exist, I'm here. And, and my, my answer is always, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you don't exist. And it was funny because we finally kind of had to settle on this idea of you, you do exist in a relative way. Relatively speaking, yes, you are here, you exist, you have a mind, you think, you breathe, you go through life in a daily way. But if you, the absolute you, the overall, the overarching you, may or may not be there. We don't know that. You guys, Christians like to call it the soul, the spirit, the inner self, whatever, right? Is it truly there? And that's kind of where that comes into question. And I've been obsessed with this idea lately. I have gone over so many different things. I have read so many different books, so many different ways of approaching it and trying to figure out how to come to grasps with the idea of there not being an absolute me. When, and what does that mean? And, and I think there's an absolutely great theory behind it that our, our consciousness has yet to be located, right? They don't, they don't have any idea where it truly is, if it even exists. They, they think, science likes to call it and say it's in the brain, right? It lies right behind the eyes, or it's, it's, somewhere, or it's somewhere in the brain, right? That's, or the heart. Those are the kind of the two going theories. And my favorite one I just read in a book, and I'll, I'll share it with you guys in the show notes, it's the idea of our consciousness is, is maybe not in ourselves, but without, meaning outside of ourselves. Maybe we all are part of a collective consciousness in some way. The way he explained it in the book is gorgeous. He explained it about a, a God who had an overwhelming need to have a, a variety of emotions to play this game where he could lose, because as a god, he could never lose. There was nothing to lose, right? So how would you play a game where you, have, you were able to risk something? And the way you would do that is you would forget that you're a god. And how would you forget you're a god? Well, you'd have to dream. And dreaming, you would forget you're a god, right? Beautiful way he described it. I, I can't do it justice, quite frankly. I'm going to put the book up. It's amazing. Read it. Wholeheartedly read it. I'm going to read it again. No kidding. If you guys are fans of Rick and Morty, that almost that same day, we watched an episode, the new episode of Rick and Morty. It's uh, what's it called? It's called a Rick, a Mort well lived. Their titles. I love them. They're great. Right. But what it is, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to give away a whole lot. But if you don't want to know anything, turn off now. Fast forward a little bit in that episode. Morty's consciousness gets uploaded into 
the, that video game that they're always playing, right? And Rick has to go in there because when it got turned off, he got uploaded into 5 billion people that are within the game. So five, each person was 5 billionth of him, right? Cool idea. Makes sense. If, if you're stuck in a video game, you're an NPC, that's one 5 billionth of you if there's 5 billion NPCs. So that makes, right, it makes sense to me. But it, it also kind of helps solidify the idea in my head that, of course, that's how, if, if it was going to be done, a video game like that is really a great metaphor for explaining that to me. I just, I don't know, I thought it was fascinating to me the way they did it. This got me thinking about something. I, I will often find myself feeling really, really overwhelmed and anxious and just feeling all of these hard, difficult, destructive emotions. And I've had to stop and, and look into where these feelings are coming from. Where, where does that anxiety come from, that overwhelm come from, that feeling of dread? Is it, is it really me? Is it, is it truly the absolute me? Is it truly the me that's connected to my consciousness, if you will, that's overwhelmed and anxious and all of that? I don't think so. I think it's more the relative me that gets overwhelmed. So if we can get past that relative me, that relative self that feels overwhelmed and tap into what Buddha called the Buddha nature or just that inner self that is calm, right? If you stop and feel that emotion isn't a constant. It's there and gone and there and gone. So in between that feeling of overwhelm and dread, if you can take a few breaths and just calm yourself, you'll find the absolute you is quite calm. Quite calm and at peace. So at least for me, guys, I hope that helps somebody out there. I kind of, I want to end with a quote from the book, No Self, No Problem, New Neuroscience, uh, sorry, but from the book, No Self, No Problem, How Neuropsychology is Catching Up to Buddhism. Absolutely phenomenal book. Check it out. The quote is, the real you cannot be put into words, categories, labels, beliefs, emotions, or anything that can be labeled as known. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Because what that means is you can't, if, if, if you're trying to label you by giving it a category, by saying it's, well, me is, is my beliefs, or me is my brain, or the me is, is my ideas, or the me is this, you're missing the point. That's not the point. The point isn't that that is you. The point is that those aren't you. And because they aren't you, you can change them and make them what you want them to be. If you're unhappy, you can change it through sheer will. I promise you, I've done it. I've been there. You can take your anger, your frustration, your anxiety, your overwhelmed, and make them work for you. I've done it with a lot of the destructive emotions, and now I'm trying to figure out how to do with anxiety and other emotions, guys. And I hope you'll stay with me as we gather or as we go down this journey together, trying to figure out how to use emotions, emotional intelligence, and Buddhism, and just find that inner peace, that inner Zen within, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again. 